0: Welcome to episode 9 of the Armchair Critics Podcast. where the underqualified experts who discuss all things sport, work and life with little to no background or supporting evidence. I'm joined by Jack again. Welcome, Sean. How are you? I'm good, mate. And we've got the big eight with us from Zim, Sean. The big
1: <laughs> Thanks for having me, boys. Affectionately known as Gavin in our group. Or <laughs> Elton Chigumbura, depending on the day. <laughs> so, um, Sean, you've had a quite an interesting journey in life. So
0: tell us about where you've come from, mate. Um, gonna, people who don't know you will think your accent's definitely... Different for sure.
1: Yeah. Well, my friends would argue otherwise. Apparently, I've changed the way I speak quite a bit. But yeah, born and raised in Zimbabwe, long way away from home. Um, been in Australia for coming up six years now. The time has disappeared. Um, but yeah, born and raised in Zimbabwe, an interesting place when you compare it to Australia, but a great place nonetheless.
0: Yeah, we um, you and I met through uni games at Griffith with Fridge and a couple of the other boys. Yeah,
1: and great time that was. Great time. Good way to get into the, the heart of Australian culture. Yeah. <laughs> Just playing a uni game. Um, so, yeah. That's the pinnacle of Australian yeah. culture. Yeah.
0: Our, um, our team was a mix of people from all different cultures. There was a team of 12 and six of us, there was four Aussies, six of us were real keen on hitting the piss. Like us Aussies, yeah. the two Zim boys. And the other six are... Indians, I guess, were really interested in winning every game and had no interest whatsoever in us dripping out in the piss till 4 a.m. every morning. Yeah. No, yeah they were all into their R&R. <laughs> and the, the, uh, <laughs> the lineup for the piss was good. It was me, him, and Pat Turner and Connor
1: Pritchard. <laughs> yeah, I was neatly stuck in the middle as well between the whole Aussie, Aussie culture and all the Indian boys that all they cared about was winning. So, yeah, no, it was cool. It was interesting captaining the team, so <laughs> to say the least. But no, it was a good time. Good time. Decent cricket, actually, as well. Yeah. got put that so out there. So
0: obviously, um, got a, a fairly heavy cricket background, and obviously played a fairly <coughs> high level of cricket back over um, back over in Zimbabwe. So you want to tell us about? Uh, I don't know. I suppose the the rep cricket over there and the standard and um, how high you got.
1: Um. So yeah, I mean, peaked at 19, as you do. <laughs> I did that too. Yeah, great. as you do. Um. But yeah, cricket for me goes way back. I, my my first cricket memory was probably, um, for I probably would have been the age of five. Um, Christmas, I got a, a cricket bat from my uncle, I think, um, and that would have been my introduction to cricket. And didn't obviously didn't know anything about the game at that point. But um, did anyone
0: did anyone in your family play? Uh,
1: no. Well, my my dad's really well. Both my parents. are from really like heavy sporting backgrounds, my dad was a big rugby union player, big big bloke, really athletic. Um, a bit like yourself, uh, yeah. Plus <laughs> plus sixty kilos. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that was my introduction to cricket. Was getting a cricket bat for Christmas, um, and then I went to an all well. It was a co-ed junior school, right out in the sticks in Zimbabwe, um, a great sort of farming farming school. And I was lucky enough to have fantastic coaches the whole way through my schoolboy career. Um, at junior school, I had Alistair Campbell, um, and Steve Peel, both Test, test playing cricket players. Um, they coached me at junior school. I had Gary Brent chip in every now and again, um, all you know from really serious cricketing careers. Um, so yeah. I mean, my whole life at school was all about sport. I didn't really go there for the class. Yeah. You know, I, I was purely sport orientated the whole way through.
0: Is that pretty common in Zimbabwe? A lot of the a lot of the schools growing up yeah, are like, very, very very sport. Yeah, oriented.
1: no, absolutely. I mean, we there's there's no really like there's there's no club setups for sport in Zimbabwe. It's all school based. So you know, you're, you're coached sport and you play sport representing your school, not so much anything to do with clubs. Yeah. Um, kind
0: of like the GPS set up here, a little bit, and it's a little, actually a little bit like what um, Dickie tells us about back home when he was mm. growing up. Like a lot of yeah. their cricket over in the UK, the UK is like school and university, absolutely. and college based rather than necessarily. Absolutely, yeah. At so, a
1: so, so, so they have a, a really great system where they can sort of, you know, they, they mix they mix it up with their schoolboy cricket and their clubboy and their, and their club cricket because obviously at club cricket you're exposed to better players and better coaches um, because you know you've got people that have to commit their lives to the sport. Um, coaching you and guiding you the whole way through Um, but yeah no so I then after junior school heavily played cricket played rugby union big field hockey player as well and then I went to a school called Falcon College uh, my high school Um, again way out in the sticks in the middle of nowhere in Zimbabwe about a seven hour drive from where I lived you didn't just drive to school did you? uh no. <laughs> what are you on about <laughs> oh, on the back of an elephant <laughs> nah yeah so yeah school we're out on the sticks all boys boarding school so we'd go to school for three weeks then we'd come back home for a weekend um and again all sports related absolutely love my time at school had probably the best five or six years i probably will ever have at at um school because you live with your best mates you play sport with your best mates you grew up living next to each other um, and again I had fantastic cricket coaches I had Gavin Ewing a cricket player he was my first 11 cricket coach which I played in my last three years of school and we had Heath Streak at Chimedon for two years and I mean, we all know Heath Streak he's right.
0: like a Zimbabwean Jesus
1: yeah no, well he is when you think of Zimbabwe cricket you think of the Flower Brothers and Heath Streak right yeah. so yeah I mean and un, Elton Shigabura. and prosputsa yeah Yeah, so, I mean, extremely blessed to have, you know, played and learned from these really experienced players, you know, just playing schoolboy cricket. Um, And, yeah, played Union the whole way through as well. Um, For those listening in Zimbabwe, that's just generic rugby. Um, And, yeah, I was sort of tossing up between the two sports my whole way through high school. And then after school, I got picked in the under nineteen. So I played like age age group cricket for so, Zimbabwe so the whole Un- way through.
0: So union was a genuine option for you as well, kind of yeah, coming yeah. out of school. I'd, I or mean during I'd, school at least? Yeah.
1: So during school I'd probably say that union was my number one sport more so than cricket. Right. Yeah. So I played um, Zimbabwe schoolboy union the whole way through as well as cricket. I did
0: not know that. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. That. that's unreal. Yeah. So it's, it's like it's Zimbabwe's version of A B De Villiers. Well, you Just, can <laughs> you swim too? <laughs> no.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. So, you, not you too s- many pools in Zimbabwe, probably. Yeah, oh, not many swimmers either. We, we can run. Uh, I <laughs> tell you what. <laughs> um, yeah, so I played Zimbabwe schoolboy cricket and rugby the whole way through. Um, and when I say like, I played for Zimbabwe, we'd play, we'd get picked um, at schoolboy level to play and represent your country, but you'd play in the South African provincial leagues, and and that was the extent of it. You know, you'd go over to South Africa and you play Western Province. Uh, you play Natal, you play Free State, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know Blue Bulls, uh, the Lions, and that sort of thing. Um, and then after school, I sort of just, yeah, got picked in the under nineteen setup, and that was that. You know, it was it wasn't a small commitment. It was you know it was four months of eat, sleep, play cricket, and that's it for four months. It was great. Had a fantastic time. Um, leading up to the World Cup, we did a whole bunch of tours. I was lucky enough to travel. Quite a bit. We went to obviously South Africa a few times, and then we did Bangladesh, Singapore. We played so we went we toured Bangladesh, played a five game ODI series against their under 19s team.
0: This is going to sound completely ignorant. But was that like expenses paid, or you had to pay your own way? No, no it
1: was all expenses paid. Yeah. So yeah, cricket Zimbabwe paid for everything. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, they actually they paid us a bit of a, a, like a meager salary. So yeah, no, it was awesome. Everything yeah, right. paid for, yeah. Because obviously they don't have flights.
0: Like, there's a, I mean, there's a few countries that are similar, but they don't have the greatest track record with uh, relationships with the players, I guess, at, a, at an international level. So, yeah,
1: yeah, no, um, you're not wrong. I mean, but I, that, but that, I, mean but that, I
0: mean, it's good to hear that even because uh, that would yeah. have only been what four or five years ago, I suppose. Yeah, that it was 2016. Least, yeah, that so. they've at least got the framework in place to yeah. try and See, build cricket back up
1: again. That sort of thing stems from like salary disputes and whatnot, which yeah. you don't have as an under-19 cricket player. You know? yeah. you, you're just wanting to play cricket because you love cricket and, you and just, you you're, just gra- you're just grateful. Oh, mate, fucking traveling, playing cricket. What more would you want straight out of high school? Yeah. Cool. So we went to Bangladesh, played them in a five-game ODI, got spanked, I think, 4-1. We won the one. Uh, went to India. We played Afghanistan in a five match series in India. That's cool, eh? Um, got spanked again, but um, they were a f- phenomenal team. Heavily disputed ages, though. <laughs> Some of them looked like they were mid 30s. <laughs> I am 12 um, written <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rashid Yeah. Rashid, Rashid Khan with a full beard, bowling ripper leggies was quite something. Uh, Rashid played in that series. Yeah, he played in that series. Um, he got me out a couple times. Is he your age, or you've continued to age while he hasn't? Um, his age, apparently, on paper. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. still
0: claims to be 19, terminally <laughs> Yeah, no, it was, it was.
1: I mean, it was just such an amazing experience. You just stayed in like luxurious hotels. You know, traveling. You know, you were escorted everywhere you went. You travelled by bus with your team as you do playing sport. Um, <clears throat> awesome, like awesome experience. You know, you start. Like getting like free cricketing equipment, sponsors throw their themselves at you. Not not like throw themselves at you, but you know we got like free kit, which was awesome. Being so young. Yeah. Um. And then where else did we go? We went. We played Singapore. We went to Singapore and we played against their men's team. They were very average. Did Tim David play? I don't know who Tim David is. Is he a Singaporean cricket player?
0: So you know he got picked up in the IPL. Yeah, he's an Aussie. He plays for the Hurricanes. hurricanes. Yeah, 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 yeah. To Singapore, WA based. Does he? We used to be WA yeah. based. You oh, didn't yeah. play
1: then because they were, yeah, they were average. We spanked them, and we didn't play in very good conditions, like very good, like um, setups when we went over to Singapore. You could tell it wasn't a sport that Singaporeans typically pay. Right, no,
0: fair, and obviously, and that World Cup, you, I don't, know, I'm not exactly sure how the team went, but you were reasonably successful, though. Oh, uh yeah, yeah. So <laughs> then,
1: so then, yeah. So then, obviously, after all that touring and all the pre-season or pre World Cup. Um, preparation we went to bangladesh to play in the under 19 world cup in 2016 again Suism. unbelievable experience yeah what were some
0: of the names that made it for that
1: cup that you um I know, that, that i played of... against like... um so we played so in our pool it was zimbabwe uh oh god i can't, I can't it was either fiji or nepal because we played we played one of those two teams in a warm-up game and the other one in a pool game. So it was one one or the other. But Yeah, so we obviously would have beaten those two teams. And England and West Indies. So it was a pretty, pretty strong pool. You, right. know, you know, fucking West Indies went on to win the thing. And so they're handy. And obviously England are great. Um, so from this, so playing against Bangladesh was awesome. They were a seriously strong side. They had Me- Mehdiya's son, um, Shanto, who they both play... They're playing now actually against South Africa.
0: Yeah, and he's a, a spinner. And he's a Santos, a open bat.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know if he opens, but he's a bat. Uh, medi is a bowling all-rounder, uh, left-arm, Orfie, uh, orthodox. Um, so yeah, great, great players. Um, and then in the English setup, there was Dan Lawrence, uh, Sam Curran, um, Mason Crane, Jack Burnham. So like really good players, you know, like players that have like are building serious careers for themselves. Yeah. And, and um, from the West Indies as well and if you remember, and West Indies uh good team um average, they, style average like that, oh mate I'll I'll, I'll get to that in a sec. <laughs> 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 um o- out, Joseph um bowling thunderbolts. You know. <laughs> One mid mid-140s, like pace that you would not have experienced growing up playing schoolboy cricket in Zimbabwe. You know, even playing men's cricket in Zimbabwe, like mid-140s. Jeez. Um yeah. uh, who else did they have that did he lid you? Yeah, he brained me and he hit me in the chest. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. And that the, 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 the chest the chest was so much more painful than obviously I had a helmet, so I was fine. Um who else played in this setup? Kimo Paul, he plays in the IPL. Gidron Pope, um, big, big West Indian, big shoulders. Uh, and Shamar Springer, I know he plays in the Caribbean Premier League. Um, so yeah, good, good teams, like great exposure. You know, you when you're fresh out of school, you you then play in this Under 19 World Cup setup, and you're exposed to players that just have skill sets that are just on another level. You know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, first game played in a warm-up game and then we played either Fiji and Nepal we beat both those teams quite comfortably and then we played England they put 280 on us I think and I came in at 5 I, I was picked as an opening bat for the World Cup but they moved me down f- to 5 for that game I don't know why but um, yeah I came in at middle order I probably scored not much probably 20 or so if that um, Saqib Mahmood I think got me out not
0: like Andy um, name just made his test boo for England.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. So keep who also
0: move. who also bowls rockets? Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah like serious players, man. It was awesome. It was so cool. Um, yeah. So we we managed to scrape our way to about 170, yard chasing 280. So they they hammered us. They're good players, you know. Just, just skill sets that are just on another level. Great coaches. Just really great cricketing minds, you know. Like Sam Curran and them are just fantastic players. Um, and then we played. So we won our first game, lost our second pool game, had to beat West Indies to go through to the Cup playoffs, to go through the quarterfinals, like the top eight. Yeah. Um, and so we won the toss that game and we put them into bat, and they got off to a flyer. They were probably, I don't know, 60-odd for the loss of no wicket after seven overs. And then we got their opening bats out. Gidron Pope, big shoulders, he just comes out and hits such a hard ball. Like, oh, he was just like top edging balls for six. It was crazy. Um, anyway, we, we got got their opening bats out and then we just consistently took wickets throughout, the, throughout their innings. And we restricted them to about 225, 226, I think was the exact number, more than chaseable. So we thought, fuck, we're on, yeah, boys, we're on. We're going to win this. We're going to go through to the cup. Um, playoffs um came in opening bats ex- opened yeah first ball knew about old zari joseph um so shivering my tits off but <laughs> <laughs> but no it was fine yeah it was fine it was it was awesome to face them first ball pitched up played it quite comfortably um wasn't have never been too comfortable on the short stuff um so and they figured that out quite quickly so they started just dropping real short balls. I'm yeah. so not a short...
0: sure anyone's real comfortable at the age of 18 when someone's... Yeah, no, like 40 it was...
1: Plus. Y- yeah, you know, I, th- I thought I was good playing the short <laughs> stuff until you actually get, like, really good pace coming at you. So they figured that out pretty quick. They put a short leg in and I knew, fuck, yeah, we go, I'm going to get bombarded. I'm going to get lambasted by this bloke. And he did. He wasn't shy that game. So he hit me in the head. Um, played terrible shots. I, must have I took my eye off the ball, like, half-ducked. Got him the side of the head... The helmet like screws and stuff exploded, and so I changed the helmet, and then then they put in another short leg, <laughs> um, and then yeah, and then he hit me in the chest, which was so painful. I couldn't do a press up for like three weeks.
0: Bro, the head noise after getting hit, in oh, the head, and then the chest would be ugly. and the
1: ringing and the yeah. So no, it was like he didn't get me out. So like I saw him off, um, fended what I could, um, tickled him over. He, I think he picked up four wickets that game. Um, I was at the non-strikers and he bowled like brutal Yorkers.
0: Yeah, I think actually, and this is what, I didn't realise that this was from the same game as yeah. what's about to be spoken about happened, but I've seen the replays of yeah. him bowling. And mate. we can see you with yeah, like this big mm. towering frame at, uh, <laughs> yeah, end, yeah. and your poor, your poor <laughs> yeah, team mate, mate, just, just getting puzzled.
1: Getting <laughs> when I say like middle stump and leg stump, consecutive Yorkers <laughs> yeah. just like stumps exploding. Yeah. Um, like yeah, mid 140s again, just brutal pace. Um, so yeah, I to be honest, I uh, to be fair, I spent more time at the non-strikers than against him, so that was great. Um, but yeah, no, I did pretty well. I scored 50 on that game, um, 56 or something. So and really then your second 50 of the tournament. That was my second 50. Yeah, second 50 of the tournament. I scored a 50 in the first pool game, um, and then yeah. So then yeah, got. Um, given it, it was, I was given out LBW, which wasn't out as well, which would have made a huge difference to the course of the game because of how close it got yeah. to the end. So yeah, I scored but a runner ball fifty. And then we were cruising. Eh? We were cruising. We had a, a, about a seventy-run part or seventy-run six-wicket partnership between again uh, between one of my good mates from school, Adam Keefe, and a guy called Wesley Madavere, who plays, yeah, yeah, he plays Zimbabwe men's. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he was really young when he played with us. He was sixteen. I was going to
0: say he'd be a couple of years younger. Yeah, I think
1: me. He, he played three under nineteen World Cups in his that's in his schoolboy <laughs> career. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a serious talent. Eh? He hits a really clean ball, really small frame as well. You wouldn't think it. Um, but yeah it's really great 60 70 run partnership so we were i think we were 200 for 6 needing 26 runs with i don't know 10 overs and we we were so confident at this point we thought oh fuck yeah we are we're on we're on 70 run partnership boys are going great anyway we lost a few wickets we lost three wickets um, in a clump and it came down to the last over with us needing three runs off obviously six balls um one wicket in hand and who was bowling oh god i I don't even want to say his name (laughs) it's (laughs) chemo paul so yeah oh yeah good good player so yeah he came in didn't even get into his bowling stride just ran in he obviously had the plan from the get-go ran in and whipped the bales off at the bowler's end and our bassman wasn't trying to gain any yardage. You can go- Google the photo. It's well, um, fucking ridiculous. We'll put the
0: photo as the image on Spotify. It's literally, th-
1: it's a game of millimeters. Yeah,
0: And I, I think that um, this whole, and now that they've, like the ICC have just come out and actually changed the rule where they're like, no MedCat is part of the rules. Like there's no you're required to give a warning or whatever. I reckon like mm. outside of a very small number of cases, most of the time it is just batsmen not 100% paying attention. Yeah, like, they're like, just looking the other way. Yeah, I yeah. seriously reckon that as a batsman, you would do it more times than you realize. And obviously, uh. for us in club cricket, we don't get recorded that close from sight on, so you wouldn't it know. It just happens. But yeah, you look in the history of time in, in professional cricket, yeah. it would happen all the time. People don't even know. Yeah, you,
1: I mean, you—that's you, you, you're coached to back up, right? And yeah, you, and when you when like more often than not, like you've, you, you when you know how the bowler's bowling, you're not watching the bowler in the delivery strike You're watching to see how your your bats is going to play. Yeah. Uh, you're watching your partner, so.
0: This is one of those few cases that Jack was talking about, though that <coughs> it wasn't really a lapse in concentra- concentration. It was just
1: yeah, no, you, yeah, you g- Google the, the photo. It was ridiculous. It was literally a game of millimeters bat on the line, like bat closer to being on the safe side than on the wrong side on the line. So it was had, quite had, had your
0: wrong. had the batsman your batsman been warned about it or anything or no no warning no warning whatsoever down the pitch? Like, hey, no you know, warning different, whatsoever different if like you'd seen the guy doing it. Like no, in the a previously or in the tournament or, to, yeah, or whatever, yeah but you
1: know I imagine it was completely out of the blue but oh. it was you could tell it was like it was a conscious decision that the plan. bowler yeah oh. preconceived conscious decision the bowler had made before he actually wanted to bowl that over he thought here we are rather than me running and bowling and just taking out the middle stump and genuinely bowling a Jaffa and beating the batsman due to having better skills than the batsman he just thought I'd run in and whip the bales off no delivery stride literally just you would never have picked that he was about to bowl a ball. He just ran to the stumps and whipped the bales off. Oh, yeah. um There's so and much that was about, that. So that's so much about oh, that mate. That I hate. Mate, and it's it's like it's it's not. We're not professional cricketers at this point. Like it's not like, like no sport is do or die, but it's not like win at all costs. You know, um, it's like under nineteen players that are just sort of finding their way in the game of cricket, and it's yeah. it's it's like it's the under 19 world cup is a step a stepping stone where you're just learning about the game and it's just not something you do at that level you know? yeah. i'd understand you doing it if it was your career and you were really trying to you know um, but, you but can, yeah can like,
0: you just got look, look back and think of the differences that that like cuz obviously you know the west indies and they seem to go quite well at a lot of the junior tournaments
1: yeah yeah but good cricketing countries so, yeah yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah
0: but then i mean a lot of the guys at that age are a lot stronger
1: then, yeah, no, you know, for a sure. Lot of guys coming from Australia. Or Mate, even or, at men's level, even some big boys. In, yeah, you see some of the guys, yeah. some
0: of the specimens that come out of West India. Yeah. You'd think that, you know, they would have been expected to go through, so not great for them if they get knocked mm. out. But can you imagine the positive influence it has on Zimbabwe cricket? Yeah. Know, all the guys in your setup, Yeah. you know, coming from a, a country like Zimbabwe where, you know, they don't have the greatest of track records. Yeah. They're knocking out a powerhouse like the West Indies and going yeah. through to the quarterfinals.
1: Yeah, so anyway, that happened. And we all just like kind of looked at each other. We were all sitting on the sidelines ready to run on the field and celebrate. fuck yeah, we're going through, through the cup, cup playoffs. And this happened. And we were all just like looking at each other. The umpires didn't even know how to react. Um, so the umpires didn't end up making a decision. They went to the TMO. I guess you'd go there anyway. But um, it came down to TMO's decision and going by the rule book. You know, you can talk about ethics and all this and spirit of the game yeah, and but whatnot, but it's in the book. In in the book so... Um, yeah, it happened. We lost the game. Everyone was up in arms. You know, a few of our boys were crying. It was it was quite literally a, quite a, quite literally a career changing moment because you know all the all the clubs around the world that are handing out contracts to players watch players that are playing for the cup. Yeah, they that, don't watch plate finals and a, like plates. That's that's plate kind of, that's kind of what
0: I mean because yeah, like in, we see it in the World Cup and in all tournaments, right? The, yeah, the amount of like the viewership that goes into the pool games is very little speed. Yeah, like no, absolutely. I'm, I'm not going to tune in and watch a Zimbabwe play Nepal. Exactly. Right? But if it's Zimbabwe play someone
1: in a quarterfinal or a yeah. semi final, it's like, okay, well, I'm watching those. The viewership, the, the, the more eyes you and have the, the on ex- yourself as a player, as an upcoming player, and the yep. exposure, it's it's that much greater playing for the cup, like in the quarterfinal, semi final, playing against top yeah. teams like England, Pakistan, Sri yeah. Lanka. Um, well, England might
0: yeah, oh, I yes. imagine especially playing against England, I would have thought. Mate,
1: and, and that's and, then, and that's why I say it's like it was like a career changing thing because who knows what, who knows how I would have performed, you know, in those cup finals. I fucking, I could have turned up. Um, well, you were the lead, one of you these...
0: were the You were the leading run scorer for Zimbabwe.
1: The, yeah, I was that, leading the run scorer at cup, that point. Like, yeah, absolutely. So um, you go out and,
0: ha- and you know have to play Australia or South Africa or something in the quarter yeah, final, and you know
1: that's a career changing like, innings, making, right, making right
0: there. Maybe sixty or seventy, and all of a sudden there's people all over the globe that know who you are yeah
1: no, that, that, and that's what I'm saying like it was quite literally a career-changing moment because all the clubs and whatnot around the world that hand our contracts to under 19 players hand them out having watched them play playing for the cups and winning big quarterfinal semi-final games so anyway heartbreak we went and we played in the plates um playoffs um I think we played Canada next and we Spain Canada I scored 60-odd that game, I think. And then we played South Africa. They didn't go through either. Namibia went through instead of them, which is a huge upset. Sorry. Holy yeah. Moses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And South Africa had some great players. Some of them are playing in, in this game right now. Um, like Verena again. I, th- I think that's yeah. how you pronounce Vrena. it. Verena. Yeah. Um, the keeper. Yeah. So yeah, they, they had some really good players and they got, they got kicked out by Namibia. That was a huge upset. So we played South Africa after playing Canada, uh, we beat South Africa, which was awesome because as... Wow. Yeah, we yeah. beat South Africa, which was fantastic because as Zimbabwe, like throughout like high a big, school... It's a
0: big brother, little brother relationship. It was
1: huge because we knew, we knew all those players because we'd been playing... Because whenever, like we, like I said, whenever you got picked to play or represent Zimbabwe at schoolboy level, you'd go over to South Africa and play them in their provincial tournaments. So we knew all their best players, like, yeah. like friends. Um, and then... Yeah, and then so yeah, we beat them, which was fantastic. Uh, and then we played Afghanistan in the plate final, and we lost. Afghanistan had a great team, um, but yeah, it was one hell of an experience. I was just oh, just so grateful to have been a part of it. Um, and yeah, just great memory, like great great memories. You know, it's like you, I watched a lot of these players play professionally now, and just yeah. you know, and just think, fuck, it, I played against these players.
0: Did that whole experience with that, the mini-cad thing, kind of change your outlook on how you wanted to kind of progress with your cricket, do you
1: think? Um, yes and no. Like, it was, if anything, what changed my outlook on cricket was moving country and trying to, you know, play cricket elsewhere and restart from scratch. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't, you don't have that like when you play for a place that you played for for a while and you have so much to do with that place you play sport with that much more like will to win like like if you were to just like drop everything now and go play cricket in Ireland yeah you, you like losing in Ireland wouldn't mean as much to you as it did as it does losing for Helensvale yeah um so yeah cr- cricket sort of it just really yeah i um yeah i just I just it, it struggled. Just it. Coming it, over to Australia is a yeah. huge move. It was oh. a massive move for myself. Eh? It was quite something, you know. Um, didn't, didn't know anything about Australia. Sort of just rocked up, Had never met an Australian. The only Australian that I knew of, apart from their cricket team was um, Steve Irwin.
0: <laughs> As we do.
1: <laughs> yeah. he'd, like, he'd be the only like, like, that I would ever related Australia to before I, I um, got here. So yeah, huge move. Like dropped everything, dropped so what, everything. Why'd you choose Oz? Um, I chose Oz because so like, because you don't have the opportunity that you have elsewhere growing up in Zimbabwe after school. Like the, the schoolboy setup, if you're lucky enough to go to private school, is great. Good education, good sport. But thereafter, there's really not much for you. So, what, so if you hmm. want to get a tertiary education, you've got to go elsewhere. You've got to look elsewhere. You so know? where elsewhere would you have looked? What did you um, so yeah, I'm getting there. The,
0: um, don't rush the man.
1: <laughs> Jesus, Sean. Um, so yeah, so so most people when they finish school they either go to South Africa or the UK, and I don't know. I just wanted to be different. I went to <laughs> the sort of fake Yawn. I went to um, <laughs> <laughs> actually was a Yawn. Sorry, Louis. <laughs> um, yeah, so they either go to South Africa or the UK, and I thought I'd just be different. I wanted somewhere with a similar climate, and I wanted to play cricket. So and googled Google places, and then I said to my mom, "Look, I'm going to apply to unis in Australia." Applied to Griffith, uh, got in, had pretty favorable um, high school like academic results. Got in to study chemistry at Griffith University. And I said to my mom and dad, like, yeah, I've been accepted to a university. And they said, well, son, here, yeah, flights, pack your bags and go. And that was that. Yeah, I rocked up at the university digs at about 7 p.m. that night. Uh, didn't have anything with me but my clothes. I slept in my towel that night. Uh, Woke up the next morning, got, it, got my shit together. Um, and, yeah, staying in the university village was great because, you know, there's a lot of people there that are in, like, a similar boat. They're, like, university students on exchange, doing exchange programs and whatnot. So I met a lot of Americans and people from all over the shop. Um, but, yeah, rest is history. Been here six years now. Had a couple of digs at the Gold Coast Dolphins, which was great. Good, good cricket setup. And then um, a couple at Helensville, which has also been fantastic. So, yeah.
0: I do remember nagging you every year.
1: Well, to come join you, yeah, was, yeah.
0: We're still at would Dolphins. See you next year.
1: <laughs> yeah, then it, yeah, it eventually worked. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I How far through your degree
0: are you? Are you You're finished now? Just, I,
1: I finished, yeah, I finished. I did an undergrad, which was three years 2016 to 2019, and then postgraduate through 2020 just during the start of COVID. I did my honours. Um, uh, yeah, so that was four years, and then I did really well in my honours. Considered uh, doing a PhD. Which was uh, the Australian government was happy to pay for my whole course and pay me a salary while well, I did my PhD. So I c- considered it, like, pr- I seriously considered doing it. And, um, so, what's that in? Uh, it was carbohydrate chemistry, so organic chemistry. It was, um, yeah. So, st- I, to, to put it bluntly, I, on, on a student visa, you're restricted to working 20 hours a week. Mm-hmm. And I was fucking tired of living off a 20 hour a week salary, you know, just scraping the, scraping the barrel. Um, so I wanted to get into the workforce and earn some decent money.
0: Could you go back to do PhD?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So be- it's, it's always a possibility. You know? And with that always... same offer on
0: the table? Yeah.
1: That's yeah. A cool man. Yeah, no, it's awesome. I mean, what an opportunity, like only in Australia. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Government funded three years of university, it's, it's unreal. And you see uh, yourself
0: staying here for the, at least the immediate future?
1: Yes, for sure for sure. Yeah, I'm working towards Aussie citizenship. I love a chair, you know. Good good communities. I he- love playing at Helensville. Got a great job. Um lovely setup like living wise. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's view, awesome. The mate. view's not bad for mate, me. On the beach. How good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, just ex- extremely blessed. It's so 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 blessed to, you know, be in the position that I am, you know, considering how the average Zimbabwean uh, lives, you know, just extremely blessed.
0: Yeah, I just, so, I love, I, I obviously not having been over there, I struggle to even fathom the kind of culture shock that you would have experienced. Yeah, maybe it,
1: it was really, really tough. You know, I'm it, the first six months was probably the toughest. Um, you know, you you go from fucking all the massive adjustments. Oh mate, everything. People ask me to like, oh, what's Zimbabwe like? I say, oh, the opposite of Australia. It's <laughs> like. <laughs> There's nothing that is the same in Australia that is in Zimbabwe, you know, except that we speak English. That's the only commonality, you know, the the, culture is that different that I may as well speak Spanish, you know. Um, But yeah, uh, Zimbabwe is a beautiful place, you know, it's um, heavy, heavy divide or separation, like class separation, you know, if, if you're fortunate enough to have a decent income, it's a great place to live. Um, If you have a steady stream of income and you're able to afford to send your kids to private schools and you've got somewhat uh, security about your life, it's awesome. Because things are relatively cheap um, or cheaper. And it's just a beautiful country. The people are fantastic, beautiful people in Zimbabwe. Um, So, yeah, it was great. But on the other end, if you don't have the luxuries that I did growing up, um, there's just such little opportunity that it's really, really scraping the barrel day to day. You know, you're living off no money. Average average monthly salary is like $200. That's average. You know, who who fucking, who even wants to know what the bottom of the pops earn? You know, it's, it's, it's poverty, mate. There's 75% of the country lives under the poverty line. Crazy.
0: Is it considered a third world country?
1: It's... The third world of third world yeah, countries yeah. <laughs> there,
0: there would be there would if be actually, more If you look up third world countries just, just, you know, just Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe yeah. just, just the Zimbabwe flag Yeah uh, Yeah I know Not the Pirates of the Caribbean flag <laughs> <laughs> Dickie knows like it It's not a Uruguay it? Has that been said? Said oh. Uruguay <laughs> yeah, there, no, There's it.
1: actually no common colours in those flags oh. you know. But yeah, I mean, I tell you what, I wouldn't change the childhood that I had and the way that I grew up for anything. It was fantastic. Grew up on a farm out in Zimbabwe, you know, the, my playground was acres and acres of just bushland. You know, I went to a high school that had a game farm. So we had giraffe and zebra and leopard. At your school? At our school, on, oh, the, on the outskirts of our school. Yeah. So on the weekends and whatnot, if we didn't have sport on that weekend, we'd go like camping in the, in the game park. And it was called... Oh, that's quad, that that is outrageous. Sick. Yeah, it was awesome, in. mate. That's fucking it was sick. awesome. It was awesome. They, they were called bush exits. So you'd go and you'd, you'd tell the school that, hey, I'm going on a bush exit, You'd sign out from the school and you'd take your camping gear and you'd go spend the weekend at, in the game park. Oh, get, get fucked. Mate, I, when I tell you that it was the most awesome place to grow up, I don't think there's many places on the earth that could be better. It was fantastic. So yeah, we'd go in, on these bush exiots with... And there was game. You know, zebras, uh, giraffe, mm. impala... Uh, leopards thankfully didn't run into any leopards um, but yeah I mean just wild experience that the school would give you food you would just take your tent and you just go out with your mates Live life. You'd take a packet of durries and a bottle of vodka and you make life was life was good back then <laughs> that is life was easy me. and life was fantastic it that was is, so much fun that
0: is one of the more unbelievable things I think I've ever heard one of the yeah. um, one of the cool things about your school you were telling me about last time we were together was um how like each <coughs> like, the camp, not camps were like if your school was divided into each section and like you'd have your little wars?
1: Oh uh, yeah. So it's, it was called dorm raiding. So at our high school, the, the like inter-school, uh, the intra-school sport was hectic. So there's, the school was divided into six different houses, which are like living quarters that are separate, and there's six of them.
0: Because you all boarded, didn't you?
1: Yeah, it was a full boarding school. Yeah, mate, it was out in the middle of nowhere. Like you can't day school um
0: did just about everyone board at the whole school or everyone did yeah
1: everyone 100 um so yeah the school was just divided into yeah, six boarding houses where they'd live um and yeah it was just the the competition that would just build between the between the between the boarding houses was just like second to nine. just so competitive and like after lights, like when the school was meant to be everyone was going to be lights out and sleeping we'd like get our get our good group of mates that were from one boarding house and run over to another boarding house and bash them up and, <laughs> 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 and then like but like at two o'clock in the morning when they least expected and then then they'd plan to do it back to us and it would be like a full on like warfare. See really, <laughs> i mate, it was, dorm
0: raiding would have a very different connotation here than yeah. it does over there. Dorm Raiding would be like going in a pillow fights. Yeah, yeah. mate it was it was, was ex- beat the living fuck you
1: know? <laughs> No, I mean the, the, the other boys in the other boarding houses were still your mates, so you wouldn't fucking you wouldn't break legs. <laughs> but you'd, you'd let them know that you can. <laughs> 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 However that See, comes after, across. <laughs> after,
0: after Sam, is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh Sam what what up, so Sam this season wanted to wrestle Snides after a few beers and decides to do oh, it, okay, it there we go. decides to do it out the front on the concrete of all places and Sam yeah. quite easily was getting convincingly beat. And was pissed and kept going, to, kept going to you, Snides. Hit me hard, ate me hard. Oh, shit.
1: That night escalated. I remember watching the Big Bash and then like 45 minutes later, drunk wrestling out on the cricket pitch. It was... <laughs> and Sam, <laughs> Sam loved it. the next day. Man, he loved like, it. I've never had so
0: much fun in my life. <laughs> turned around and he was black, hip to shoulder, up one side. It was unbelievable. So, mate, a yeah. couple, couple of quick ones for you. So, favourite favorite, yeah. favorite cricketer
1: growing up? Uh, Mark Balcher. Without a doubt, just loved him. Loved the way That's he played South the game. So having oh, keeper and now coach. I don't think, I, mate, he he's up there with Gilly with cricketing numbers. Like he's one of the best. No one, I played. don't
0: reckon anyone will ever break his dismissals record. Yeah. What is it? Oh, it's like five hundred and something. He played nearly one hundred yeah. and fifty tests. Yeah. And his career was
1: cut short by copying a bail to the eyeball. Yeah. So yeah. he's keeping
0: up. It wasn't even an actual like test match, was it? It was just a I'm practice not, game. I'm not. Something. sure. Yeah. And um, yeah, keeping up to the stumps without a helmet on and no sunnies on, bail come up. Cut his eyeball or something and never played
1: again. Yeah, you you, you, you can see like if, if if you look yeah. at him now, his eyes fucked. Like it's yeah. like it's all crook. Yeah. That's that's wild. Um, yeah. Best cricketer you played against? Uh, uh, probably Sam Curran. Just going on how he's progressed. Because you, you, you played know. with him back in as Zimbabwe, well, yeah. Progress. So yeah, the Currans are from Zimbabwe,
0: which I also didn't know until you told me that a couple yeah. of years ago. Which oh, really? Yeah, no, the currents
1: yeah. the are from Zimbabwe. Yeah. Their dad played for Zimbabwe and he was their the Zimbabwe men's cricket coach for a while. Um, so, yeah, we played, Sam and I, and so Sam was a year younger than me. Uh, uh, ben was a year older than me and Tom, I think, was two or th- well, three years older than me. So I didn't really play much cricket with Tom. Um, but I played heaps of cricket with Sam. We, we didn't go to the same school, but we played in, because, you know, you know, I said, you, you get picked for like to represent Zimbabwe throughout schoolboy level. So I played like under 14s and under 15s and stuff with Sam. Yeah. Um, and he was more of a batsman, like ridiculous bat. He was seriously talented, you know, obviously just a cut above. Um, but yeah, far better a batter than he is a bowler, which is quite surprising considering how he's going now. And I still think towards, as his career progresses, he'll become more of a batsman than a bowler
0: we've kind of seen flashes of it though, haven't we? Yeah. Like, there's been a couple of test series and even a one- yeah. kind of a, there was a one day game that he came in and batted at eight or something and made 90 something yeah. or they yeah, nearly got him home in a yeah. ridiculous it. Some,
1: some of his IPL innings have been like make or break games for the Ch- yeah. Chennai Super Kings. Like he's serious batsman, like real talented. Has
0: he got an international ton yet?
1: Oh, I Not. don't know. I don't think so. Also yeah. wouldn't have had
0: much opportunity either. <coughs> yeah, so like batting it, yeah. Low down yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He was He's probably had a lot of not outs. So like, doing also, the best well. cricketer
0: he played with them, I suppose, by the sense of it.
1: Or uh, yeah, 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 for sure. Um, but yeah, the current, the current boys they left Zimbabwe early. You know, they left at a good age to then go and you know they they were sort of installed into the county setup at the age of sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, which is what you want to do. Plays as well, doesn't he? Yeah, He's I think I think parents, he I too. think he plays. Don't quote me for this. I think he plays for Exeter. Then their twos. Yep. Don't I don't think that's right. I think it's Exeter, but I could be wrong. Anyway, yeah, he plays their twos. Um, he's actually playing in the domestic setup in Zimbabwe at the moment. Oh, right. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, they're, they're, they've they still got strong roots in Zimbabwe. I saw Tam, so Sam Curran at a, a local watering hole called Tin Roof. On one trip back home in like That's 2018, tin <laughs> roof. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's it, so our know, only you know, one, mate. One. Yeah, had yeah. yeah. <laughs> one. not a
0: quiet place when it rains. Yeah,
1: no. no, it's a it's a unique place to say the least. But yeah, no, they they still heavily involved in Zimbabwe. Or at least I'd like to think, you know, especially with Ben playing cricket, they're still. Um, yeah, no. it's
0: Cool. Well, um, we'll move off the, the cool, interesting, heavy stories and move into our favourite segment, overrated, underrated. Oh, mate. Yep. What do you got for us? Um, I'll kick us off <coughs> grilled. Have uh, grilled?
1: They yeah, I've had, I've had grilled.
0: What do you reckon? Overrated, underrated, perfectly uh,
1: Purely based on how much they charge. Extremely overrated.
0: I'm with you. I think they are overrated in saying that. I still went there willingly the other day. Yeah, their food is good. Their chips are good. Yeah, as well. I actually like and it. That their dips are good. And actually they do these... Oh, my eyes weren't open to this until like <laughs> only about three weeks ago. They do like zucchini chips. I was about to say, the zucchini fries slap. They are unbelievable. You know what they are? It's so, just they, a... so they are underrated. They are su- the, the establishment as a whole is probably slightly... It's underrated. just peeled zucchini covered in oil. Based, just yeah. deep fried. Yeah. 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 Give it to they, They're so
1: good. <laughs> True. I'll yeah. try them out next zucchini
0: time. Zucchini fries in a spicy mayo. In my gob. Yeah. Um... Well, uh, hot cross buns. Massively overrated. They are pieces of shit sold at bakeries. <laughs> they are so overrated. Every Easter, they probably get sold like in the millions across the country. They are garbage. What they're, do you mean? they're
1: rubbish. They put them in the toast and slap butter on them and jam. Yeah. You can't go wrong. Can't I think it. they're perfectly rated. No, yeah, they they're neither be. over or under. They just If you have to they do, do they all that are. to make it good, it's shit. Yeah,
0: no, I think they're perfectly rated. I think, and, but I think they are good. No. They, there's so many different flavor variants as well. So, I ate these mocha ones from Baker's Law and can you tell Laura, me about these on Friday night? Unbelievable. Can't, can't do it. No, mate. Seriously, you need to just be open to a bit of change. I've but tried. Change your life. <laughs> <laughs> no, you haven't. I'll Sean, have be to open to a bit of
1: change, mate. If Harry can cook me some, <laughs> life, I'll, life, I'll have life advice one. from Jack Baker's. Yeah, um, Sean, did you have one? Um, yeah, only because it's such a huge thing in Australia and it's, I find it to be interesting. But sports gambling.
0: I can't. I, um, there are not two better people to argue with. <laughs> yeah, because
1: yeah. sports, gambling. you go, Jack.
0: We could not be further apart. From this <laughs> yeah, scale, God, I yeah. think. Um, well, I think it is massively overrated, and I nearly put it in like like part of. I second the, that. Part of the toxic culture here in Australia. Absolutely, it is absolutely toxic Australian culture, but I think it's perfectly rated. No, it, mate. It
1: some of our teammates when we fucking. Close, like it's gonna be a close finish to a cricket game. they just still glued to their phones watching Dude, watch horse racing. Horse, bro. Bro, like, get mate, part, pick me. your fucking priorities out. <laughs> we're about to win or we'll lose a game. There was a, there was a twos <laughs>
0: game we had, Getty, Pierce, and a couple others. And the whole time we batted, they
1: were just punting on the horses the whole time. That's nah, it's disgusting. That's a bit fun.
0: All the way to my core, I'm completely against yep.
1: gambling in me all. Too. I think I placed two bets in my life. And it was two bets, too many.
0: So I, was like, I went to the cast last month, and I showed him how the pokies work, and he goes, "Bro, I've never seen someone lose fifty bucks so quick." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like it was in the space of two <laughs> minutes, mate. You just nothing good has ever come from that. Press pokies.
1: three buttons, and that's fifty dollars down the drain. <laughs>
0: Seriously, no. totally overrated. Yeah. I just thought of an extra one off the top of my head. It's probably going to only apply to Snides and anyone that's had this particular beverage. Um, it's a beer from over there. It's the Flying Fish. Oh, mate.
1: Seriously underrated. That shit should go. Global. They are. Actually, they should go global. They are they, actually underrated. These these beers are so good. Yeah. Where,
0: where the hell did you try
1: it? At his house. <laughs> yeah. They like, they are not like traditional like beers. They don't taste anything like lager. They they look like a beer. They come in like a beer bottle. They're quite sweet, but they like lemony, sweet, um, more. I'd hate I hate to say this, but more ciderish than beerish. Yeah. Okay. So, so good. but just so good, just so refreshing. They're
0: they're like. Spain has one, Desperado. It's tequila beer. Same kind of concept. True. Oh, tequila. Tequila beer is good. No, it's got tequila, tequila. In, in the name though. Tequila, <laughs> tequila Neal. <laughs> Delicious. That's, that's dust. Your, your humour is overrated. <laughs> hey mate, I'll just get three tequila Neals. Bar chain every time looks at me like, mate, do you want to get cut off? <laughs> yes, I do. That's why <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm tequila. I'm looking for a real quick way home. So I'm going to have three tequila shots and someone will call me an Amber. Yeah. <laughs> That's what normally happens to and me. And then the best bit is I don't have to remember it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just you, know you guys. Um, do you want to go next? Uh, well, sticking to the Easter theme, Easter eggs. Overrated. I'm not a chocolate guy. And like, it's just a marketing ploy. It's all it is. I tend to agree. I think Easter... You know. Uh, actually, you chocolate in general You described this well <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm on the What's side of overrated, at? absolutely What's your gripe with Easter eggs?
0: So, no, my look, I, and I don't really have a gripe with it Because I understand that it's a religious thing, Easter But I just think it is massively over-celebrated by people That aren't actually celebrating anything They're just having chocolate nothing. It's just giving <laughs> them an excuse to have a four-day weekend Get yeah. on the beers and eat as much chocolate as they can. I think oh, it's done. We're
1: not going to say no to the four-day, four-day weekend. weekend you're kidding, <laughs> yeah. right. And look, I don't say no to the four-day weekend. I take the
0: Friday and the Monday off every year. Speaking <laughs> of, that's next weekend, right? Oof. Yeah, but it's just one of those things. I think there's, and Valentine's Day is the same. It, like it's what all you mean? just same yeah. Valentine.
1: What a bloke! You just don't seem like a bloke who's a fan of holidays, mate. No, What's well, going it's,
0: on? it's not. It's not even a holiday. Jack, yeah. Jack doesn't love love. That's what that is. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's definitely.
1: There's Annika sitting in the corner Just mouthing him off <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just throwing barbs Yeah, Valentine is one of my middle names <laughs> One of the few blokes in the world that I know That has more than one middle name Especially in Australia What do you mean? i have got, th- got three in one family All three of us have got two
1: Yeah, I know It's the only, only three I know I'm a two middle name man
0: You're Zimbabwe You don't count Okay <laughs> <laughs> I'll copy it <laughs> it's just because he's from a
1: third world Sean, oh. Sean Alton Chikambura Snyder no. <laughs> no, You might have three then Alton <laughs> yeah. Chikambura Gavin just, are All those
0: are All those names on your um, Tin license <laughs> The tin yeah, license Yeah actually
1: license. I do Do you want to see it? <laughs> I've
0: seen it. We, Oh, so good! Uh, just before Snide gets his license, Snide and I—the first time we went to Union Games—he didn't bring his passport out, so we went to tune up oh. with, with Paddy, and we lined up, and he whipped it out, and there's Zimbabwean being license. It's a gold tin license, and you can scratch everything off. And so the guards like, "We can't accept this." And Sean's like, "What do you mean? It's my ID." And he so goes, "Sean, he Sean goes, if, Sean, if you it? could do us a favor and drop that on the table for us." <laughs> <laughs> So we get to the yeah. door and like I got it easy, like surprising so I was pissed. And I look back and I'm like, where's where's the ape? Like, what's the hold up? Where's the ape? And the guards... <laughs> oh, where is Gavin? <laughs> and the guards like, we can't accept this. This is a weapon.
1: Yeah, um, no, literally he said, oh, if you just... Well, happily sharpen one end. It's a fucking knife. I was like, well, guess what? I'm not sharpening one end. It's my legitimate driver's license.
0: <laughs> this, is <all laughs> of the, this is all that I've got. Yeah.
1: Um, did you have any nicknames
0: before you came over to Australia? Or have we just yeah, you all my
1: of them? lifelong high school nickname was Prawn. Prawn. Sean the prawn. the prawn. I grew up. like Sean the Prawn. Yeah, prawn. I've yeah. called that too. <laughs> yours
0: is even worse because yours is actually ending in A-W-N. That's how it's spelled. <laughs> yeah. No, that's the that's, that's <laughs> yeah. incorrect way to that spell it. That's the incorrect song. way to spell it. That's the female way to spell oh, Sean. Well, prawn. Sean. That's the same last bit. Spelled the same.
1: Yeah. I think like my dad's mates and whatnot when I was really young he used to call me Sean the Prawn. And anyway, as I grew up and got older that nickname sort of took a backseat. And then when I went to high school I went to... Uh, I went to the same school as someone who was friends with me when I was really young. When I was called Sean the Prawn, and he started cracking on with all the sh- the prawn humour, and then it just fucking stuck. It spread like wildfire.
0: Creative blokes over there. And did you like the nickname, or were you were pretty happy? Mate, I had, like no I had no choice. I had no choice. Better or worse than your nicknames now, though. <laughs> If you don't, oh. if you don't like the nickname, you can't say anything. No, it. It sticks it, even mate, harder. If, if,
1: mate, the, the more you tell people not to call it, the more you're going to be called it. So which you can't it, say I'm which not. Is, gonna... which,
0: is, which is what has happened with this whole Gavin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, uh, it's just retarded. Oh, uh, we're hilarious. sitting in the change room. The greatest and, video and, I've ever and found. And is like, just can we please try not remind Ryan of the whole Gavin joke? <laughs> oh, the Ryan! Minute, Jesus the Christ! Minute, the minute Ryan walks in. Oh Gavin <laughs> Oh God, it just never ends. The um the whole Gavin nickname is does was a Facebook video that went round like Hold we're on. in a high school. Well the preface to that is that uh like the club sandwiches that we get for like teas and stuff at lunch and- yeah they've all got tomato on them
1: oh and, yeah we and go
0: everyone laughs at how Snide says tomato say tomato tomato
1: <laughs> that's how you say it well, yeah. <laughs> you so guys it, are wrong but I even, speak the Queen's English it's even gotten to the point where we're out doing the
0: covers and we're yeah. like Sean count us in one tomato two tomato, <laughs> oh, three oh. tomato and then we're all pulling the covers it was just ridiculous this is mostly driven by Harry because he has some weird obsession with the man <laughs> yeah. oh, and then on. Harold, Sticks was telling me about it. I'm like, well, have I got the video for you? There was a video I got around Facebook for like 2015, and it's this. I assume South African which, which which none of us had seen. Yeah, yeah. and somehow I, I'd well, see I, my it. meme, my meme triggered in my brain. I was like, oh my god, this is a video. <laughs> so this old fella is standing in marijuana trees that are like three feet over his head. It's like, like a full
1: on here. like fucking forest of yeah. marijuana it's plants. God, given. You do it. <laughs> oh, no. I just have to talk normally. <laughs> that's why you should do it.
0: Complaining about there's no Gavin, tomatoes. there's
1: not one fucking tomato.
0: <laughs> I've been looking at Gavin for half an <laughs> hour and there's <laughs> yeah. not one fucking tomato. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it stinks in here, Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> so that's stuck like shit to a yeah. blank. The
1: rest is oh. history. That's Good Brian's story. top humour, mate. That's every second word.
0: Um, uh, back to the Arthur segment. Uh, my next one for you. Actually for both you boys You both know my opinion It's not just the crew club But the place itself Coomera Well I think it's perfectly rated Because it's a shit hole I think it's overrated (laughs) They're charging like 500 grand a house out there now Yeah but that's not Coomera's fault That is Coomera's fault No that's Coomera's fault No that's Coomera's fault they keep developing. I leave leave the trees up. Don't have people <laughs> out there. It's a sh- it's proper shit. You to that if they leave the trees up and don't build more, that actually drives the prices of their houses up further. It could, but it gives better oxygen because they're thieves out there. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? More oxygen for the oxygen <laughs> thieves that live in Coomera. No, well, there's less thieves out there because there's more trees. I think there's, holes in, your, I think there's <laughs> holes in your story, Sean. And then we don't have to put up with that shit cricket club <laughs> so either. Much. You mean Coomera, Hope Island... How in Oxenford, what in, did, in what did, yeah yeah what did you boys call it your family when you were younger no no we didn't no <laughs> it was a one of the guys who has kids that plays in the in the 12s and 13s now coomera hopeless island <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that's> so <laughs> shit <laughs> uh, i'm all out of uh overrated, underrated, got, i got i've got one more what do you think of coomera
1: oh i don't know much I got coomera's coomera to me it's just like any other suburb it's if i grow if i'd grown up yeah i'd have an opinion, but
0: fair enough. I fucking hate criminals, they're a bunch of cunts. Right, and uh, well, there we go. They're on the wrong side I'll, of the highway. I'll so take your shit. side,
1: Sean. They're cunts, they're a bunch of cunts. Um, <laughs> the, the last, <laughs> la- <laughs> <laughs> Gavin, <laughs> Gavin,
0: Gavin, the, the, the last, last overrated, underrated I got. Um, I talked about it a lot this year at cricket yogurt, yogurt. Oh, oh. goodness.
1: Shit chat
0: It's the man? first time in my life I've been put on a Talking band at cricket <laughs> Paul Bed put me on a talking band So, so then The next game This we, is coming from the man Who once put a helmet at cover <laughs> Deliberately And said You get five runs if you hit that I would <laughs> you to try in it <laughs> Jesus Um yeah, he goes. You're on a talking band So we we're playing at service the next game. We bowled for eighty overs. They made three hundred and thirty, and I didn't speak once because I was on a talking <laughs> band <laughs> I rate I, that. And then I got told you need to lift the intensity more on the field. <laughs> Man, I, I can't. Know. I'm not. I, I, I can't talk. Sorry, boys. Nah, no, uh, Yogurt is. Uh, I think it's. Perfectly rated if it's on its own. I think it's slightly underrated if you're putting fruit and stuff in it, fruit granola on top. Slides. Mm-hmm.
1: Nice. Oh, if you sitting in the field or standing in the field and the bass when in a partnership of over hundred and someone shuts shuts chat about yoga, it, it it gets a chuckle. So, okay. <laughs> so yeah, right. Okay. So, so that's coming, the only that's from, the only from a
0: couple of different angles here. I'll, I'll tell like you. I'll tell you how it actually yeah. all kicked off. It was like only time I said it. I was like, "Come on, Harry Bed." Put some yogurt on Snyder's chest here And the guy <laughs> Harry dumped him closer to his own ankle And he hit oh it straight God. to Sean I'm like That worked I'm going to annoy everyone about that For the rest of the season now And that was round one So oh, Yogurt God. itself is I think it's perfectly rated But Shabani flips Underrated Yeah No they They are really I didn't bad. know what a Shibani flip was Until PC was talking about it I'm like, I, do don't like know, I don't know what that is I was is. like bro yeah. I don't know what you're talking about But I assume it's yogurt So I'll just keep going with it And then I got one at work The next day And it was busted. Um, did you want to move to general sport? Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, so <clears throat> we'll start with the uh, the NBA this week. So each team's only got one game left, I think, after today. Mate, um, and some great things happened this well, year. Well, the biggest news out of the week is that the Lakers are out. <laughs> so good. Uh, and this is after like, they had a few members of their team come out and publicly criticise the whole play-in tournament scenario. <clears throat>
1: Was that two years ago?
0: <laughs> or that yeah, yeah. Oh, two years ago. And they couldn't even make the play-in. So they weren't even in the top 10 teams Oh, so it doesn't matter No What they They, think Because it doesn't matter (laughs) Oh, goodness, mate But I mean, it's just been An absolute disastrous season Start to finish Do they own their pick? I don't think they own their pick traded. they don't own their next three Their next pick that they can trade is 27 So um, Yeah, because they traded all of the um, All of their picks in the AD trade To get him over from New Orleans So New Orleans actually Has the uh, Lakers pick Ironically, one of the teams That leapfrogged them Into the playing tournament (laughs) It's win win. It suits their playing and it suits their drafting as well. Yeah, so. Just another trustable uh, organization with Draft Peaks New Orleans. Oh, you know, they'll go real well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sacramento first, them second for most useless fucks in the draft. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they are the uh, New Orleans or the Sacramento that aren't Sacramento. <laughs> yeah. The second Sacramento of the West. Yeah, seriously. Um, yeah, that, that should be in the East, but that's okay. That's yeah, that's fair. Um, the Heat, obviously. Yeah, uh, this is a team that you backed probably to win the East. Yeah, um, I, I said I think they're going to be pretty good. Zach loaded in pretty interesting podcast actually on the on the Low Post podcast with Bam Adebayo as one of his guests, and uh, Bam quite a good talker for someone who doesn't look like he's very interested in the world. He um he was talking about how he thinks he should be the defensive player of the year this year. And it's his argument's quite hard to go against, to be honest. Like, so he's missed a fair few games, but Zach Lowe went through the stats. Consider even considering all the games that Bam's missed, he's he switches nearly every pick and roll, and in the whole league this entire year, he's started the sixth most um, isolations. Period. Even though he's probably only played sixty games. Yeah, and so and then on that they their points per possession is less than one on Bam, so he stops. Three to four, three for every four at least. Um, they have the winning record in the East. They're going to be the one seed. Like it's pretty high. And no, they've locked and up. Yeah, they've locked up. They've the locked up the seed. one seed, and they're a top five defense the whole year. So yeah, even with they just had like this roundabout of starters um, because they like one. Mate, had so a, many injuries. There's been a lot of teams that have been infected, right? But they have a reasonably like aging roster. But they've had guys out Heaps of guys out With COVID With injuries Jimmy Butler It seems like he plays Five games Then misses two Then plays five Then misses four Then plays ten Then misses six Which should be good for each And they forced Bam To sit at the start of the year as well Yeah So they should be pretty well conditioned Going into the end of the year Which I think is going to be great for them They're going to be good Um, They'll they'll make the conference finals Another cool stat about Miami Is they've only got Out of all their entire roster Only one person was drafted In the top ten Do you know who that is? Uh, Victor Oladipo Do you know what year? 2013 What number? 2 Correct Who did he go behind? He went behind Anthony Bennett By oh. <laughs> well, your Cleveland Cavaliers the um, Speaking of teams who are reasonably useless with draft picks Until the last few years actually No we've come better but yes that's fair um, And then um, 40% of their roster is undrafted I did read that I mean and a few of them are, like don't do anything yeah, you don't as has long Yeah, and there's a couple of others that are just Like, they're, they're 11th and 12th, men kind of thing But they've Still. got some serious pieces Like, um, uh, Duncan Robinson undrafted. undrafted Yeah, so and then, then, um, But then, they've got, like, Kyle Lowry was a second rounder Hero, he was lottery So, so, so Hero and 11. Bam were the next highest at 13th 13th, yeah, there you go Back to back years, I think I think so, yeah I think so, Bam was first Jimmy tolerant. Butler was 30th He was last pick of the first round in 2011 Yep um, so, no, good roster A good coach too Eric Spolstra's got a heap of experience <coughs> He's been there, done that So That blow up last week was interesting Yeah uh, they, it, The BAM spoke about it on that podcast too Like, quite incredible really BAM says that happens nearly once a month In training sessions But it never happens like at the game Yeah, That's why they're so unfazed about it They didn't speak about it after Because like, it happens all the time And because all, because of their team dynamic With all these undrafted dudes With massive chips in their shoulder Jimmy being 30th Kyle Lowry second round pick There's all these like massive highly, High and high intense training sessions And like scrimmages Like no one just goes easy on each other Because they've all They're all playing for their careers every year Is Kyle Lowry a Hall of Famer? No Is Andre Iguodala? Yes You know what the difference is there? Two rings Finals MVP As well But does it really count When you didn't deserve to win it? No, I reckon you deserve to win it you reckon Andre Iguodala deserved to win it? For what? Locking down LeBron. He averaged like thirty-seven. Yeah, but he could average series. he could average fifty. Well, no, I'm not. No, nah, I'm lying here. I think Curry should have got that one for that yeah. sure. And that's that's because I don't reckon Golden State will win another one. I reckon Ooh. I reckon they're done. Okay, and because Clay's not Clay anymore. Come on, bro. He's played like a handful of games after two years out. Yeah. But, but how many guys have sat out for two years and come back the same? I'll, I'll see it first. Clay's coming back. Yeah, I don't know. I don't reckon they will win another one. And uh, the, it'll be the one chi- the one knock on Steph Curry when he retires will be well, he never won a finals. Yeah, because KD got one. Well, KD got two. Yeah, the two years that they won with him, he got two. Do you reckon he deserved both? Uh, I haven't really looked into it enough. Probably he definitely would have been the best player on both of those teams. I reckon he deserved in both years. Yeah. I reckon they're pretty fair. So, but he... that the twenty fifteen year with Iguodala, that was just retarded. Steph Curry had just come off one of the greatest seasons, like regular seasons of all time, and played well. In, you know, still averaged like twenty five points or something, or thirty uh, a game in the finals um, to win his first one. So, I don't know. But yeah, an interesting argument because you see, and you see these kinds of things pop up all the time when guys who have had really solid careers, especially if they've only played at one franchise, they move or they win a chip, they move as they're getting closer towards the end of their career. people start asking, like, are they Hall of Famers? But I don't think Collar is yet. Well, what what else has he got to do? Ring. Well, he's won a ring. Another one. So you think he needs two? I reckon he needs two. I, honestly, the Hall of Fame's pretty loose. He'll he'll get in, but if it was up to me, I wouldn't put him in. See, so yeah, I reckon he gets in. I'm he's get he's in... played for Team USA a few years. He probably he'd have at least one goal yes. with Team USA. I feel like that counts more than sure. He he brought or helped bring Toronto their first ever. Yeah. Okay. You've sold me. Yeah. I, I don't know, and I'm not saying that he definitely is. I'm just saying I think there's it's, it's worth there. it's worth the conversation. Oh, I think he's in the same boat with Indala, uh, like so- someone like that who's had a really really solid regular season career, has one like has had success in the postseason, has won gold medal with Team USA. So we've got our um. We've had enough sample size now. Who's your MVP? Yeah, so I had that on my list here too. So it's really looking like it's a Jokic MVP. I reckon it's Jokic. MVP. I don't think it. I, I understand Embiid's had a great year, but I think it's the stats are so clear in Jokic's way, even on the defensive end, which is crazy. They're not going to win 50 games though. I know. Which is team success has to come into it at some point, but yeah. Philly's not going that much better. Well, they're gonna. They've won over 50 games. Yeah, but. How many more games are they going to win by Denver? Uh, six? Yeah, five or six. Uh, I, don't think. That's, I don't think that's enough, man. No, you're probably probably right. And Jokic um, started his own club this week. 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, 500 five assists. assists. First player ever. I think it was 2,000, 1,500. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's actually mental. Yeah. Most improved? Thanks, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> um, <coughs> most improved, uh, it's John Moran. It's it has easy. to be. Um, but yeah, no, I do think that Jokic will win his second MVP. Uh, whether he deserves it or not is a different story, I, I guess. Given the roster that he's had this year, phenom- phenomenal that they're going to finish. Um, you can have the roster argument with Jokic in the top though. six. Are you talking about Jokic still? I'm talking about Jokic. i also knew about yeah. NB. No, MVP's got a far superior roster than Jokic. Yeah, sweet. So Jokic is. Winchairs, he'd be top of the league in winchairs by a length, wouldn't he? It's quite a long way. So all the stats, also, I mean, like nearly, I think he beats Embiid in every stat, maybe except for blocks. Well, and points. Yeah, Embiid's going to win the scoring title. Is he? Yep. Shit. Yeah, he dropped forty odd today. That helps against the Pacers. That makes it quite interesting too. Um, so who's Halliburton your... had nineteen to nine today, though. Really struggling. He's really struggling. Yeah. Since leaving Sacramento. <laughs> um, who you got is your defensive player of the year. It's not Rudy. I actually think Bem's. You reckon he's a smoky? I think he's a smoky man. I I know there's a couple of others in the in the discussion. Like Giannis is hard to go past as well. Like his stats are mental. Um, but honestly, what baffles me with him is how like he racks up his stats and plays like 28 minutes. Yeah. His per 36 numbers oh, would ridiculous. be retarded. If he played 36 minutes a night, he'd average 38. Yeah. Just on the back of the defensive player, I think I'm actually going to go with Bam for the reasons I said before. Um, but Giannis and Rudy, very notable mentions as well. And I think I'm missing someone else. But Yeah, I think... Um, yeah, does anyone from Boston have a case? I, I think they're more of a They're team. a system. They're, yeah, they're a system rather than any individual um, defensive brilliance. Obviously, Marcus Smart and Time Lord and stuff are great defensive players. Al Horford as well. But... They're just I don't think there's anyone there that's, uh, that stands out enough to be a so who's yours? player of the year. Uh, I actually don't really know, don't, to be honest. Cool. I, I think it'll be really will And I'll, actually, I'll be surprised to see the finalists. It's like one of these awards where it's like with MVP. and Mike Easily Henry. the tightest award this you year. You just pick it. But defensive player of the year, there's, you could throw a blanket over probably eight guys um, that deserve to be there. Rookie of the year? I think oh, it's a 2 rookie. Really, at this point, I think. I think it's. Uh, We'd love Cade Cunningham think, for our little bet. But. but I think it's Mobley and Barnes. Mobley had it sewn up three weeks ago. Hasn't played a game in the last three weeks. I'd actually give it to Scotty B. Yeah, which makes it tighter. So I think they've both got great cases. They both had great years. It's a great both r- Both teams didn't make the playoffs last year. It's a great rookie class. It, yeah, already looking good. The last couple actually been good, quite good. Um, but yeah, no, I think uh, yeah, no, I should go all right. Uh, now, the other thing, that uh, Suns recorded their 63rd or 64th win this week, breaking the franchise record, uh, which was held by a Steve Nash. Was that the seven team? seconds or less offense? Yeah, yeah, the Mike D'Antoni, seven seconds or less, with him and Amari and Sean Marion and stuff like that. But CP3 has now played in four record win seasons for four different franchises. Niche. So, New Orleans, who were the Hornets then, now the Pelicans... The Clippers, the Rockets and the Suns have all set win records with CP3. On their that's late in his career too. Yep, yep. Especially with the Rockets and the Suns, that's only got the last four seasons, four plus, four five seasons, So, which I think is a ridiculous stat and really paints him in a pretty good picture eh, as to his value. His quality. Yep. So One our, of my our, favourite points of all time. They're, they're a short price favourite to win this year, I reckon. Be my tip. Um, so general sport under the footy. I was going to move to the, our tipping results. So I'm not sure if so. I've noticed the last couple of weeks when we go to the ladder, I just I don't. had a mare. I had a proper bad week in AFL. I tipped three out of nine, which hurt a lot. So um, I'm not sure if these are up to date. So I was only marginally better. If actually, was. these these aren't up to date because it hasn't updated my third win. So this is as as of recording on Sunday night, but it hasn't updated the Sunday results. Um, is still first in the AFL yep. um, Shag is 69 second Yep. <laughs> um, who's least likely to win? That is a great question Move on and I'll tell you um, So they're the top three And then in the league I had, a better, I had a better one, 6 out of 8 But I think there's a couple of tipped perfect rounds as well So uh, Shag is 69 on top of the league Grovey's up on second Shout out to Grovey for calling me at 1 o'clock in the morning from Parramatta Really enjoyed that phone call very constructive and Sarah's fallen to third as well Sheffron Broker's sneaking up your mate yeah yeah shout out Kane and um, I love Dusty in fifth for someone who knows nothing about rugby league going quite well <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I'm uh, sitting in ninth in the AFL before this round 19th in the NRL though had a good decent week though seven from eight but I feel there may have been a few people who got eight from eight well. yeah because if they got the first two games right they would have got the whole thing Annika got eight from eight actually she's pulling a face at the moment Turn around four hours, no one's interested. Anyway, um, did you have anything to talk about the league or the AFL? Uh, a couple of really good games this round, actually. Yeah. Um, I saw one of them live. Uh, yeah, so close game, but heaps of close games too, which actually makes it interesting, other than the two games this afternoon, which I assume weren't close at all. But um, the, um, the Broncos-Roosters game uh, went down to the wire. Broncos leading was, with eight to go. That was good for the, the Broncos. The, the, the year of the ambush, as Danny Kemp calls it. And they have not ambushed, but they've been at least looking better. Yeah. Tissue or three-mouth, mate. How yeah. that taste? Yum. Yeah. No, real good. Um, no, and they're, they're playing much better. Um, definitely much better than the last two weeks. They've been terrible. I liked Walters at six. Yep. i so said that I think, at the start of the year. Yeah, yeah. No, that'll be good. I think uh, Corey Oates is playing pretty well. Scored three tries. Gatoni Stags is back to his best, I reckon, on the weekend. Yeah. Just looks a dominant force again um, out on that edge. So It would have be, been interesting if you guys had Carrigan. Yeah, yeah. Um, Not sure the Fords lost the game, but it would have been he's still your best lock. Yeah, he is. Yeah, no, he's a really solid player. He's uh, come a long way in the last two seasons, I reckon. I think like he wouldn't be couple... far from Queensland. Nah, no, nah, I reckon he's definitely in the conversation. Oh, Thomas Flegler could go a game for Queensland last year, didn't he? For fuck's sake! <laughs> Played fifteen minutes, gave away eighty-four penalties, and got put on a report sixty-seven times. Speaking of penalties, you know what was really cool at the Parramatta game? The ten-one count. The ten-one penalty count. Fucking hurt my brain What about the uh, the, uh, the Paulo bidding I didn't love it I understand they're Cracking down on it But like What was it for Yeah I also didn't love it There was actually A similar one in the Sharks What was what In was, the Sharks game it, What he Oh Braden beat. Hamlin New Ellie Yeah But it was it, as, oh, a, as, a, as a casual Footy fan It kind of just looks like They're penalising him For tackling too hard So what was Paulo's? Was, was it for high contact uh, Yeah. Yeah For making Forceful contact in the kind of head region which I understand I mean, why they're cracking down yeah it? and I mean I guess they're trying to rub out that kind of technique of tackling where they're really not making an effort to wrap the arm it ar- is ar- tough though for, especially in Paulo's case and a few others where you're the second guy in and someone goes low and, yeah, but and it drops I mean. and it drops the the attacker down and I understand you have got no control over that but you've kind of got a brace for that as second man in you kind of got to be ready because if that happens you can't be swinging with your arm Like that It so. just It happens too quick man like, it, No it does I totally get that And I I hope he doesn't Get suspended for it I'll be, I'll be so angry um, Because if he does. it was really Just one of those Split second things Campbell Gillard Had an unbelievable Game for Parra oh, Ran goodness, for 230 for, for 20 runs Yeah He's, he's looking is, like A prime Jason Tamalolo Up the front it is Like he's actually Just a wrecking ball He just runs Blokes hanging off him Doesn't matter He's got one, one of the Great mustaches as well One of the great slugs <laughs> So good RCG Max Pittman <laughs> um, in the AFL, I didn't actually get to watch too many games this week. Uh, so the Carlton lost the Suns though. Oh, how good's that! I mean, it was pretty funny actually. I was watching a uh, what's that? It's a oh, mul- Mick, it's, Mick Malloy and um, that's a multi-killer. But I'll happily, happily uh, have is the Suns kill the room or whatever they call their little chat? They were talking about how Carlton might go eight and a half. Because <laughs> they, they, they were three and coming into the, this week against the Suns, they got a favourable draw. Coming and then their up. next four weeks are quite, you know, it's quite soft. So they had T-shirts printed. Carlton eight no, and oh goodness, Such anyway, so come crashing down the Earth, so the Carlton, box. no, Suns. no crips, no Carlton. <laughs> oh god, so. But uh, no, I don't really keep up with uh, too much going on the AFL. Just worry about my yeah, deplorable tipping. <laughs> um, you got a new segment for us? I do. So tell uh, us about this it. week. Uh, It is going to be, the segment's called More or Less. So, Sean, you'll be able to jump back in on this one. I'm still here. You signed signed in (laughs) again. I'm Uh, back. Clock back in. I'm back. Punch your (laughs) card again, mate. Just taking lunch. Um, So, basically, we'll give you a category. And this week, it is very sports-based. So, we'll give Mm. you a category. The two parties, I suppose, that are competing. And you'll have to tell me who has more. So, for example, the first one. Test match sixes. Brad Haddon or Shahida Freedy? Brad Haddon. Shahida Freedy. Brad Haddon. Really? Yeah. What, about the, just though. what about the boom room stick? Yeah, Shahida Freedy only played 27 <laughs> tests. What? But hit, but hit 52 sixes. <laughs> <laughs> so Haddon was just like, I don't know, he played 60 tests and hit fifty. Did he really yeah. only, he only play that little test? 27. Why? Because <laughs> he had the patience to bat for 15 balls at a time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, okay, uh, test match dismissals. Tim Payne versus Andy Flower.
1: Uh, oh, I'm gonna Andy, go Andy Flower. Andy
0: Flower. Tim Payne. What? Really? Yeah. This is why he played about half the number of tests. I'm real good at this. How, how, how many
1: tests did Andy Flower play? Sixty-seven. Tim Payne's played that many test no, matches.
0: No, no, no. Um, Andy Flower played. 67 Tim And Tim Payne's 30, 30. Yeah yeah I was about to say I thought you
1: meant Tim Payne's paid double I am going to go bit. out and no. say
0: It's not Andy Flowers fault That Bowling wasn't giving him More And that service. was my, my <laughs> Was, was the <that> Tim <laughs> Payne's Playing with uh, Stark Hazelwood Cummins
1: Man yeah. I, re- I reckon at one point Zimbabwe would have been Ranked higher than Aussie, Like late 90s Early Oh, thousands. Shut your whole lips Holy that's a massive
0: Long I plan. am actually going
1: to Google this right now Holy mo I shit so, so you not do you, do you, I'm so glad we
0: got that recorded Do you remember oh, the 90s god here we go You're kidding Were you even born in the 90s
1: Mate. Yeah. Just give me one second. <laughs>
0: uh, we're You're on talking one, shit. You probably I don't know how much I know about this. LeBron James versus Damian Lillard, most threes. It's Lillard. It is Dame Lillard. It's Dame Lillard. Dame Despite Dollar. playing six hundred fewer games. Yeah. Dame Lillard is equal seventh all time. Yep. He is coming. He's coming. And from the logo. Hey. oh yeah, I'd love to see a stat who has the most threes with their feet in the logo. <laughs> be Trey Young first, Dame Lillard C. No, oh, Steph would be in there, man. No, Steph's obviously first. Uh, and try assists through five rounds the Eels, Harbs, or Manly? It's the Eels, Harbs. <clears throat> it is the Eels, Harbs. Yeah, because Mitch Moses was, is leading. Has 10. Dillbags has 6. And Manly have 15. Do you know who's. um? Who's second In tri-sits Tom did. Tom didn't. Yeah Yeah Just another promising halfback That we let go Yeah Just added to the I, fuck of this. I do enjoy seeing g- Youngsters from the Broncos Leaving and flourishing elsewhere Reese Walsh Tom Dearden Xavier Coates You know who doesn't Particularly Oh <laughs> David Fafida David Fafita. He's actually not flourished Away from the Broncos Though to be fair He was playing much better When he was playing for okay, okay, I'm
1: going to chime in Yeah yep. 1998 Zimbabwe ranked First in the world <laughs> Test playing nation when?
0: Test playing nation for, for hold the whole year. No, it's not. It's a rolling thing. It's a rolling two year thing. It might have been. A Did you guys just beat up on Bangladesh for six series straight?
1: Wait, 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 wait. I'm <laughs> looking. I'm looking at the wrong stat. Whoops. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what stat were you looking at? <laughs> I, I don't even want to say it. Say it. <laughs> Spit it out.
1: The fewest runs conceded in an innings. 103 Zimbabwe in 1998. I don't know how that. Wait. I'll. I'll bring it up. I'll bring it up. We were up there at one point. Late nineties, early two thousands probably late 90s we were at our peak we were up there comp- they, they we, we were, were competing scored. against the best in the world winning winning scored. test matches overseas yeah yeah
0: and um, um, in, the, in the one days as well I remember there was a game where I don't know whether they won but they seriously pushed Australia like, to the brink Andy Flower was reverse sweeping whoever our spinner was at the time and it was fucking outrageous um, yeah that, that no, they've,
1: they've got a pretty decent just cricket history in Zimbabwe it's been I mean it's been a steady decline since the mid 2000s though yeah a steep decline to say for the least myriad, for a myriad of reasons yeah uh, yeah yeah absolutely the players, absolutely, absolutely.
0: alright boys that's been a long one that uh, has been that a, has long, been a long, one. long one it's been good though so get your tips in guys um, again any segment ideas or content for the segment f- flick into our slide into our DMs Yeah. so Sean uh uh, was the second participant in the uh, Dicky Nose Flags for today. Obviously, Dickie V Snides, that'll go up, oh, maybe through the week, but I wouldn't hold your breath. Um, Sean, thanks for joining us tonight, mate. That yep. was uh, thanks, outstanding. Thanks, lads. Thanks for hosting as well. No no so problem, really thanks, weird. I
1: enjoyed that, that was no. great. I yeah.
0: much appreciate some really interesting stories there that I didn't even know, man, they so good. Every <laughs> time you, my brain blows. <laughs> there's there's uh, heaps where that came from as well. Yeah, a, so many stories. That's a pretty good debut, mate. So thanks for yeah. coming on, much Cheers, appreciated. Um, guys, like Sean said, make sure you send uh, slide into the DMs uh, at Armchair Critics. Or send us an email, armchaircritics um, at outlook.com. Brad, Harry, I look forward to your emails through the week. Harry started emailing? Oh uh, Yeah, they're average emails, though. He just, like, whacks our email address into the um, FPOS machine at the hockey club. So every time he pays for a beer, we get a receipt. <laughs> 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 so anyway, thanks, thanks for joining us, guys. Till next week.